Hallelujah. We just bless the name of Jesus. Dynamic woman of God, you have the platform. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Good morning. Good morning, people of God. Hallelujah. I just thank you, Apostle, for um, having this platform. Hallelujah. And, and not only that, not only walking in obedience to that, but to allow me, hallelujah, to speak with us, the Lord, from this platform. So I, I thank you. I thank God for his calling upon my life. I just uh, really am so honored because I just really don't think it's any greater joy uh, than you can get than just ministering the word. So I love it. Um, I just want to thank you. Thank you, Prophet, uh, for your steadfastness here uh, with with uh, Dorm. So with that, we're going to go ahead and get started in our word today. I'm excited about this word today. I just, I thought, I don't know, you know, I prayed, and I thought, I'll take five and a smile across my face, and, and so we're going to go ahead and, and get into it, um, our sermon today. Uh, if, if there was a title, it would, it would be, Watch Out for the Ditch. Watch out, people of God, for the ditch. And we will be coming out of Esther 5 and 6, and I'm not sure how many of you were on the line last night to hear the man of God who brought forth the word from Esther 3 and 4, but it was awesome. We had an awesome time in in Jesus last night. So we're just going to continue, hallelujah, in Esther here um, with uh, Dorm and the 42-day fast, hallelujah. Pray that all is going well with that for uh, everyone who is taking part in the 42-day fast. Um, I want to uh, kind of set the scene here in Esther 5 and 6. And we have uh, Esther. Esther was of the Jewish nation. I, I, you know, for those of you who may not know, she's of the Jewish nation. And uh, there was a, king, a queen in the land, um, uh, 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 in the land who was dethroned, uh, it was a heathen king, a heathen uh, uh, kingship there, and uh, the, uh, the queen was dethroned, so they went throughout the land looking to fill this spot, and lo and behold, uh, they filled it with Esther, who was of Jewish uh, nationality and race. So uh, the king's right-hand man here in this setting is uh, Haman. And Haman despised the, the Jews. The Jews. He despised the Jews. And here it was up to Esther uh, to save her nation uh, it, uh, uh, because of the demise and the, the traps and the schemes that Haman had set. And so she called a three-day fast for her nation because she had to go before the king. And when you are not summoned to go before the king, it could mean your very life. Um, and so in chapter 5, uh, she is going, uh, it's after three-day fast, she is going before the king. They fasted for three days. Um, she fasted, Her even her handmaidens fasted. Uh, no drink, nor eat. So it was a full three-day fast for the nation. And uh, 
it was at this time in, in verse 5 that she uh, stands in the king's court and she finds favor. Hallelujah. So, and that he, 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 he requests her to come. And so in 5, Esther obtained favor uh, from the king in verse 2. And, and you know, that's really something to find favor in, in, in the king. Uh, and favor, period. Uh, especially favor, the favor of God. And so it caused me to then think, what is the favor of God? What, how do we find favor? Because we all want favor, right? Uh, Mary had favor. We want favor. And so favor comes, first of all, Esther was humble. You know, and that's one thing that God looks for, humility. Humility, a humble heart. Um, that's what he looks for. And Esther was humble when she got to her platform as queen. She didn't get all bougie and uh, out of sorts. She didn't start thinking she was better than everybody else. She kept her humility in her appointment. And how many of us lose our mind? Come on, God appoints us to something. We lost our mind and start thinking, oh, my gosh, all kind of thoughts and, and pride begins to settle in, but not so with Esther. And so she also sacrificed her life for the sake of her people. Because, again, being uh, uh, calling yourself uh, to the presence or request of the king could have meant death. She could have been put to death, especially because the king had just dethroned his defiant wife. So he really wasn't having that, you know. So he was a little bit more touchy to that. <clears throat> but still, yet, Esther sacrificed that. She, was fa uh, she fasted and prayed, and she sought the Lord. Come on, that, that brings favor. Hallelujah, that brings favor. Sacrifice, ah, uh, yay, yay, sacrifice. And we're in this 42 days fasting of sacrificing before the Lord. Sacrificing brings favor. Hallelujah. Brave and fearless for the cause of God. Come on now. When you're brave and you're fearless, when God tells you you go, when you're fearless and you're brave for God's purpose and will to be done, that's when you find favor. That's when you begin to find favor in God's sight. So, you know, uh, Esther displayed all of this, and God heard her, and God started working on her behalf, just like Pharaoh, who not only let the people go, but gave them the riches of the land as well. See, they found favor. Hallelujah. They found favor. Uh, it, it, it's uh, Moses and, and his call and his sacrifice uh, before the Lord after he uh, um, uh, escaped or left the land and all of that. He, he found favor. And he said, go get your people, Moses. Go save your people, Moses. And so God found favor upon the people. And they not only were let go again, but they were given the riches. Otherwise, just take it all, whatever, just leave, go, hallelujah. And that's what favor do, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this king granted Esther her request because God 
chamber in Esther. So the request was made, and he said, you know what? I don't know what you want, Esther, but whatever it is you want, I'll give you whatever you want up into the half of my kingdom. So she, it, it didn't have to be the first. If she was in a wrong mode, she could have said, oh, well, I'll take half the kingdom. Give me half your kingdom then. That's what I want. And she could have said that, but she didn't because she was there on an assignment by God. So you know when God exalts us, we can't forsake the assignment that he's given us. And so many times we see that. You cannot forsake his call and why he's exalted you to a certain position. We can't lose our minds. We can't lose our minds. And that was the favor of God and a will, hallelujah, for you. And that's what he wants for you. He wants uh, to bestow the favor. He wants you to act accordingly when he exalts or promotes you in this land. And so Esther was walking right in line. And so uh, we have that on that side, but then on the other side, there's the king's right-hand man, and that was Haman. And Haman was exalted, and he got beside himself, and pride started entering in. But Esther, and he had said some things to Esther, and, you know, he had made it known that he didn't like the Jewish people. Because, first of all, the Jewish people, they, 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 they served the true and the living God. Uh, not the God of this heathen nation, the idols of this heathen nation, and, 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 and definitely not uh, the heathen king, of course. Uh, and, and he knew that above all uh, was this true and the living God, hallelujah, Yahweh, hallelujah. And so that's what they pray. So Haman wasn't uh, too keen on the Jews at all. And Haman had talked with Esther and had let her know all of the, you know, how he felt. And so Haman left, um, uh, uh, Haman, Haman left that to her in, in verse 3 and 4, hallelujah. But when, uh, after the three-day fast, when Esther then called the banquet, he said, what would you like, queen? And he, she told the king, I'd like to call a banquet for you as well as Haman. And I just thought that was weird. Why would she invite Haman, right? Haman already then said that he didn't like the Jews. He didn't like, but it, it, I'm telling you, God won't have you. When you walk in with God, he, it, it, you, and he causes you to do some things, it baffles man. It baffles men. But God knows. So we have to have that keen ear to God to hear what it is that he's trying to tell us when he exalts or appoints us to do a task, hallelujah, to do a work or to be on assignment for him. So she invited, uh, she prepared this uh, wine banquet for both of them, and he said, Queen, what would you like? And she said, I would like to prepare a banquet for you all tomorrow. If you could come back tomorrow, that's my request, and I will let it be made known at that time. But that was weird to me, because you already had the people there in place. 
call Haman out? It was a request, right? Let your request be made known, Queen. And she could have at that time exposed everything. And I was reading, I was like, you know what? Why are you wait? Why did you wait until the next day? Because that's God's timing. And we've got to walk in God's timing. Because she had everything there. That she they had fasted, she had found favor, she had gotten her request, she was before the king. She could have laid it all out right then and there. Right then and there. But she didn't. She said, Come back tomorrow. I want to prepare a big old banquet party. I want to, you know. So Haman last fall, you know, Haman was like, yeah, now she recognized, yeah, she better recognize who I am. And, yeah, she, she, she not only asked the king, but she asked me because she's scared. That's what it is. I, I got her. I got her scared. But when he left that wine banquet on the first day, he walked before Mordecai which was Esther's uncle of the Jewish nation. And Mordecai failed to recognize the rank of Haman. He did not stand for him when he walked by. He paid him no mind. And that angered Haman. Because Haman, Haman was on his high, right? He had been invited with the king to the banquet. So he was, he was all prideful in his flesh. And he walked by and then somebody does it. Uh, uh, stand for him? Does it acknowledge his standing in the king's court? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it says in 9, then went Haman forth that day joyful and with glad heart. But when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate, that he stood not up nor moved for him, he was full of indignation against Mordecai. He was full of indignation against Mordecai. How dare you? See, that's what pride set in. You don't know who I am. You must not recognize. And that's what we do, people of God. We start thinking more highly of ourselves. True people of God are not moved by promotion, for man nor or position. But we are moved by the presence of God. That's how you move people of God, not by promotion. Esther could have taken the attitude of, I got mine, you get yours, for her people. She was in a safe place. She could have been caught up in the queenship of what had been given her, that she refused to do nothing for her nation. That's how we get we exalt, we get exalted again, and then we just lose our mind. Like Saul. Saul was appointed king, and God warned him. God said, you know, don't get a king, because a king, you're going to have problems. And it, no, we want a king. So they gave him Saul, and Saul lost his mind. He was right in the beginning. He lost his mind. With promotion. Samson, Judas. Lost their minds. Got rank and lost their minds. How many people or how many times have we seen it in pastors today? They rise, get these churches, and then they take a big fall because they can't handle the promotion. They lose their minds. They take their focus off of God. They lose direction. And many were so 
you know, this reminds me of uh, uh, the Ghana tragedy with Jim Jones. You know, Jim Jones started right. He, he truly started with a sincere heart and a feeling. He had a heart after the God. And, 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 and as people started gathering to him, he lost his mind. And he started gaining the favor of the people. He, he lost his mind. And there went the fall. Because he began to take his eyes off of the task that God had given him and taking the big focus off of God himself and what God would call, had called of him. So as a result of Mordecai's lack of recognition for Haman, Haman goes home. He's mad. He goes home and he devises a scheme with his wife and with his friends. He is going to build gallows to hang Mordecai. And everyone agreed. Let me say that again. Everyone agreed. So he's going to do this. Never move on the backing of support from others. Never. Never move, people of God, based on the support you think you have from others. If you are not prepared to go at it alone, don't move because people are double-minded and they're fickle. The people cry, Hosanna, Hosanna, to Jesus. And then the next day, crucify him. Crucify him. Crucify him. Hosanna, crucify him. Hosanna, crucify him. I remember being on a job, and uh, there was a lot of stuff that was, was going on, and a the management was doing a lot of things to various people in the group. And so we all got together, and I was the spokesperson. And, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, I got this, and this was way early. I believe this was my first assignment uh, as I uh, turned my life over to Christ. So this was my, my first assignment. And so I was to go out and, and speak on behalf of these infractions on uh, employees. And as I did that, every employee backed down once they were faced with management. Everyone left me. No, but I don't really feel that way. But then I felt I was angry. I, I felt out there by myself. I couldn't believe they'd done this. I was like, oh, I ain't never doing that no more. I ain't never, but it's not in me not to fight for injustices. But my motive had to become God-centered and not people-focused. Had to be God-centered and not people-led. And so in that, they left me high and dry. So now, when I speak on behalf of a group, I, I now go, if I have to do it alone, then I'll do that alone. I'm okay. It's all right. But it taught me a very, very important lesson as I began to uh, 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 experience and journey through each level uh, in my Christian walk. So it really helped me to see, do not trust the backing of men. And so, 
Damon did. Of course, we see that his wife and his uh, friends all said, I think that's a wonderful idea. Wonderful idea. But in Psalm uh, 7 and 15, it states, He made a pit and digged it, and has fallen into the ditch which he made. And I think that just that little segment, that little verse there, it, it, it says a lot. Because see, Amen was, was digging a ditch. He was digging a ditch for Mordecai, digging it. He was digging it. But it says you've got to be careful because the people that dig the ditch, they fall in it. Hallelujah. That's what the word says. Now, my, third, my first thought was why is you know, again, she waiting for this banquet. Why, why are you waiting again? So we didn't answer that question. Why are you waiting? Tell them now. Expose everything now, Esther. You don't have to have another banquet. Since you might not even get to do that. Stuff may transpire and happen. But see, and then look, look what it caused, Esther. Look, came in and went home and devised now a plan and a scheme for your uncle to be killed. When you could have stopped it the first day. Oh, but God, hallelujah, but God, God was working strategically. And while Haman was at his house devising a plan for Mordecai, God was dealing with the king. And so that night, the king could not sleep. So he called for the chronicles to be read and brought forward to him. And he began to read the chronicles. And it states in Esther 6 and 2, and it was found written that Mordecai had told of Brickana and Teresh, two of the king's chamberlains, the keepers of the door, who sought to lay hands on the king Ahasuerus. So Mordecai exposed, exposed the enemy when he when they were trying to harm the king. And the king said, The honor and dignity have been done to Mordecai for this. Mordecai saved his life. Hallelujah. Mordecai saved the life of the king. Then said the king's servant that ministered unto him, there is nothing that has been done for Mordecai. Now see, Haman may be his right-hand man, but Haman ain't saved his life like that. But Mordecai uh, heard of the scheme to harm the king. And he told the king, hey, this is what your men, your chamberlains are trying to do you. And he exposed it. Now go figure. That night, the king came sleep. He gets the chron- and the very chronicles that they bring him are chronicles of Mordecai. Come on, y'all know that's God. God is setting it up. He's setting it up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when Haman goes to the king with this plan, Hallelujah. You know, because Haman got a plan, and Mordecai got some thoughts going through his mind because some things that transpired through the night. So Haman said, I'm going to go to the king for the 
pray for y'all going to heaven. I'm going to Bible tell them what we should do with this Mordecai. So verse 6, it says, so Haman came in, and the king said unto him, what shall be done unto the man whom the king delighteth to honor? Now Haman thought in his heart, to whom would the king delight to honor more than me? Because I'm his right-hand man. I'm his right man, right-hand man. Never, people of God, never get the plan in a man's heart and never think of yourself more highly than you are. Never seek to exalt yourself. Let me say that again. Never seek to exalt yourself. Let me say that one more time. Never seek to exalt yourself. Okay, because when God gives me visions of, of promotion, I be scared. I be a little bit like, oh, oh my gosh, Lord. Okay, so now if this, you know, because I'm scared. It's like, I don't want to lose my mind because everybody that get exalted, they do. They get promoted, and then, Lord, please, just keep me. I, I be a little hesitant, y'all. I don't be like, oh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. You got to watch that person because they seek it. They seek it like Solomon. Solomon didn't seek the wealth of kingship or anything. He sought the wisdom of God. He sought the wisdom of God. We never seek to exalt yourself. Seek to do the will of God. Don't matter if exaltation or promotion is involved. No matter. Just do the will of God. Just do the will of God. More times than not, when we seek to exalt ourselves, we're never ready. We're never ready. We've never learned the lesson that we're supposed to learn. Because on, on the other side of promotion, did they say higher levels people devil? That on the other side of promotion is, is a lot more stuff that you're going to have to battle through. And if your faith is not where it needs to be, that's when you fall. That's when you start uh, losing ground and taking your focus off of what it needs to be. So people of God never seek to insult yourself. Haman just knew the king would honor him. He just knew it. But God said, no. You better watch out for that ditch. Haman better watch out for the ditch. People of God, watch out for the ditch that you're setting for others. We, we can't go about setting ditches and manipulating and doing things that are against the will of God, hallelujah, to, to promote ourselves, hallelujah. We cannot do that. I've been in corporate America, and they, uh, I've been here for 20 years in Indiana, and the whole 20 years, management and all all jobs I've had four five jobs and they just set traps. That's what they had a few years of rest but for the most part just setting traps, demising. And that and I and God has me there. I know he has me there. But I just keep going. I just keep going. Don't exalt yourself. Keep going. And in one in one position I worked ten years. Ten years. Ten years. Hallelujah, but, but it was okay because God was working. God was moving, and I knew it. And there were some things I had to learn in that. And he had my ministry going at home as well. So it, it, 
chapter 6, verse 9 and 10, it reads, and left us, and, and again, we're here with Haman. Haman's saying, you know, Haman's device was, uh, let the king out of me and, you know, array me so that I'll be in a position, because I know Mordecai won't, serve, won't bow down to me. So then I'll be in a position then to have him served and hung in the gallows. So that was his whole device. So in 9 it says, unless then he's talking to the king, he said, unless this apparel and horse be delivered to the hand of the one of the king's most noble princes, that they may array the man withal whom the king delighted to honor and bring him on horseback through the streets of the city and proclaim for him, thus shall be done to the man whom the king delighted to honor. So he wants to, he said, King, this is what you need to do. You need to let me wear all your apparel. Let me ride your horse. Let me walk through the streets. And anybody that doesn't bow down to me, then I have the authority riding your horse, in your apparel, to act accordingly to my will. But listen to the king's response. Then the king said to Haman, Make haste and take the apparel. And Lord, as thou hast said, and do even so to Mordecai the Jew that sitteth at the king's gate, let nothing fail of all that thou hast spoken. Come on now. Now, you, you're really talking to God doing something. So he can put, not only does it turn against him, hallelujah, not only does it turn against him, but he has to array Mordecai now. He said, no, you go do it. You go array Mordecai. Go get the horse. Go set Mordecai up on the horse and let him walk through the street. Because you know, remember, the king had that vision that night that Mordecai saved the king's life and, and nothing was done to, to, to reward him for that. And so this was the king's way of rewarding Mordecai. But do you see how everything had to go in order? You couldn't go out of order. And that's how God works when we are focused on him. When we don't look to the right or the left, when we say focus on him, that's how God works. He does stuff just like, now how many, what are the odds of all of this lining up? Hallelujah. But the favor, the favor of God. When you have the favor of God, I'm telling you, he moves every time on your behalf. He moves every time. It says in Psalms that God will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Talking about preparing the table. Prepare the table for you in the presence of your enemies. Haman had to now exalt Mordecai, a Jew, at that. And he dare not answer. He dare not ask the king why he chose Mordecai. You don't ask the king. You don't question the king. So he just went. Mordecai went. and He, he done all of I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Haman went. And he did all of this stuff for Mordecai. And Mordecai, you know, walked in, uh, uh, in the streets. And Mordecai was humble. He didn't get 
boy just fasted three days, no drink, no food, and then to see Mordecai, a man of their nation, being exalted by the king in such a manner that, that you know, you know, when you begin to see the the manifested fruits of their fast, you get excited. Fortunately, the people there were excited to see Mordecai. Hallelujah. And how God just changed it, turned down the uh, favor in their sight. So after this day, remember we got the second banquet coming, right? So, so after this day, they go before they go. Uh, uh, they go home. So Haman goes home, and Haman, it says in thirteen, told his wife Zeresh and all his friends everything that had befallen him. Then said his wise men, and Zeresh, his wife, unto him, If Mordecai be of the seed of the Jews, before whom thou hast begun to fall, thou shalt not prevail against him, but shalt surely fall before him. Now that's warning. Now you get you start acting in pride. God sent you some warnings. So they try to warn Haman. They try to warn him. They say, Hey, you know, don't walk in this way. Don't do this. Don't seek after them. But we gotta know. Those working against the righteous will fall. They will fall. And those working on behalf of God will rise. They will rise. Ask David. He rose as Joseph. He rose. And hallelujah, we know our Jesus. He rose. He rose. Because when you're working on behalf of God, I don't care who you are, you rise. And you may think of, 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 of the apostles and how they went out before the Lord, and all of them died horrendous death. Death. I think there was one. That they died of natural causes, John. And so, but what we get, and I used to sit and wonder, like, you know, they rose. How, how did they rise? Why, why did they get this? But if we begin to look at death and an and, and everlasting place in heaven, death doesn't mean we fall. We just transfer right now. In this dispensation, everybody is eternal. Now, everybody here on this earth is eternal. Now, it's where you spend eternal. It's where you spend forever that dictates where you go. But we're all right now uh, uh, forever beings. We will not die. Hallelujah. So they didn't fall. The apostles didn't fall. They rose. Hallelujah. And one day we go rise. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And so um, we will tell you in the next verses, and we won't get into that. you got to stay tuned. So everybody has to come back, hallelujah, to hear uh, uh, what will transpire in the next chapters. And that's the second banquet that Esther prepares. So I just pray, people of God, that this message, watch out for the ditch. So even us, even Sometimes we get in the way of planning and scheming and, and, and trying to devise evil against others. We got to watch out for that. 
Because God says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. It's not us. We don't have to go and set about doing anything like that. We trust in God, and he takes care of that. Esther did nothing to, to Haman, and she could have exposed him, but she didn't. She allowed God to set things in place. Hallelujah. So people of God, if you, if you learn anything today or got anything from this message, Never dig the ditch. Learn, never dig the ditch. And always learn that we should never uh, go about to exalt ourselves or put us in. We should never go about to promote ourselves. Please let God do it. Let God do it. He knows best. He knows best the timing. Hallelujah. He knows the beginning from the end. So he knows what's going to happen for us. We don't, but he does. So we have to, we serve a God. We have the, the honor and the privilege of serving a God that knows everything. Hallelujah. The God that has no time. Hallelujah. It's not limited to time whatsoever. So people of God, I pray that this message today would fall on good ground. I pray that it prosper. And not only that, I pray that, that it, you begin to sow some of what you have learned today into the lives of others. Hallelujah. Lord, we just thank you for your word. Hallelujah. Back in your hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless the Lord on this morning, people of God. Amen. Coming from our powerful speaker on this morning. Amen. Dr. Don Cooper, all the way from Indianapolis, Indiana. Amen. Coming forth with God's word of truth. Hallelujah. My soul rejoices on this morning. Amen. Coming. Amen. From the topic, watch out for the ditch. My God, people of God, we're going to open up, amen, the line for our iron sharpening iron moment. Amen. That's where you, the caller, the listener, amen, get an opportunity, amen, to just come forth, amen, if you just want to call in, the number is 319-527-2332, amen, if you want to call in this morning and, and speak with the doctor, or have the doctor to pray for you, amen, or just let the doctor know, amen, how much the message bless you on this morning, amen, the number is 319 319- Five two seven two three three two. Amen, Doctor Don. I thank God for you this morning. I thank the Lord. Amen for you just releasing. Amen, such powerful truth. Amen. This morning, I bless the Lord. Amen. When you said, you know, never dig the ditch. Amen, people of God, and that's something that we have to be leery of. Amen. That God begins to promote you. And God begins to excel you, you know, in your uh, atmosphere, amen, in your arena, amen. Be careful in the decisions that you make, amen, because some of our struggles, amen, are hard to get into places and positions that we desire to be in. But, you know, the grace of God, amen, sometimes will open up the door for you to get into a position of leadership, to get into a position to bring about change, amen. And we have to be mindful, people of God, that on the way up while we were hurt, while we were scorned, while we were misused and abused, amen, that we not take those scars with us and be kind to be get vengeful. 
on people who have hurt us along the way. It's time, hallelujah, to walk in a spirit of humility like never before. See, Haman, hallelujah, I thank God for this. It's just so much in this text, amen. But Haman was, was, he was, you know, promoted to a high position. And see, Dr. Don talked about King Saul. See, King Saul had an assignment. And his assignment when he became king was to destroy the Amalekite people. But see, he failed in the assignment to destroy the Amalekites. And we find out, see, that Haman was from the Amalekites. And actually, he was what they call an Agite, which means he was from the Amalekites, but he was from the royal lineage. In other words, uh, he, he was part of the royal clan of the Amalekites. See, if King Saul, amen, would have done the mandate that God decreed for him to do in destroying the Amalekites, uh, we wouldn't probably be reading this text, amen, of Haman arising. But see, King Saul failed in his position, hallelujah. And see, when now we see, hallelujah, Haman, in uh, power, and probably through folklore and, and through just word of mouth, amen, he probably knew uh, of the word that was decreed against his people. And see, when God blessed him up to get into a position of authority, a position of leadership, and he ran across this Jew, this Mordecai guy, hallelujah, who would not bow to him, it may have sparked a man of hatred that started back way generations ago. My God. And now it was time for him to exact vengeance. But see, we have to know that the providence of God, people of God, is always option. See, because we see in the book of Esther, we do not hear the mention of God at all. We do not hear God said, God showed anything in this book of Esther, but we see the work of God, the providence, I share, hallelujah, the providence of God being manifested behind the scenes. My God, my God, you got to know, people of God, that God is always working behind the scenes on your behalf. See, God was working behind the scenes, amen, for the Jewish people, hallelujah, by placing Esther into a position to save her people, hallelujah, hallelujah, to allow Mordecai, amen, to destroy the plot of the enemy that decided to kill the king, amen, and allow the king to read the chronicles, amen, of the works that were done in the kingdom to reveal, amen, the good deed that Mordecai had done. See, this was the providence of God. And see why the enemy was plotting, amen, to run Mordecai and 